We're going to be in Psalm 63 this morning for our passage of Scripture. If you would, turn there. You know, Sarah and I and our family uh, recently uh, moved out into the country, well, four more minutes into the country. And, um, and one of the things I love to do is there's not a lot of um, artificial light out where we live now. Um, I love to sit by a fire for hours at a time, and when you're sitting by a fire at night, and you don't have a guitar in your hand, and there's nobody else there, there's really only a couple of things to do. One, stare at the fire. That hurts after a little while. Face, face starts to burn, eyes get sore. The other thing is to look up, and look up at the stars. Who has not sat by a fire and looked at the stars in a while? It's a travesty. That's okay, Jeff. Um, And you may wonder, why in the world is he saying this? And hopefully this will become somewhat more clear uh, as we go through our text. But um, this morning we're going to look at Psalm 63. And if it weren't printed for the entire world to see, I would almost feel like we were eavesdropping eavesdropping on a, an intimate moment between David, the shepherd king, and his God. And so, let's imagine, let's use, as my friend Tim says, let's use our sanctified imaginations. And let's just imagine for a moment King David in the wilderness of Judah, on the run for his life, sitting by a fire, looking up at the stars, and talking to God. Hear now the word of the Lord from Psalm 63. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you. As in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips when I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals, But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father, we we feel almost embarrassed to hear this conversation between David and you. His heart was after you. 
his heart was in hot pursuit of the face of God. It's an intimate, intimate moment, and yet he has printed it, you have printed it, your Holy Spirit has inspired it, that we too might look and long for you. I pray that that would be this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as I've said, um, David was on the run for his life. Some commentators believe it was uh, when he was fleeing from Saul earlier in life, before he had become king. And others think maybe it was when he was fleeing from his son Absalom later in life. We don't know for sure. But David is in the wilderness. And his heart is after God. Now we're just going to do a very simple thing this morning. We're going to walk through this psalm. We're going to see the heart of David. We're going to see probably how he got it. And we're going to see the result of it. So let's look. Verse 1. O God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh faints for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. How many of us this morning feel that way? I believe there are some, for sure. I believe there are some of us who are, are, are apathetic. The cares of this world have choked out any seeking, any longing for God. We are not longing for God more than we're longing for water when we're thirsty. How many of us even want this kind of heart that David has? It's one of those mornings to be honest with ourselves. When we read this, this is not just nice poetry. It's not church speak. It's the cries of a broken man longing for his lover, the God who sought him. Do we want this kind of heart? So I ask you this morning, think about that question. Do you want the kind of heart that David has for God? Do you have time to cultivate this kind of heart? And if you do want it, and you're willing to find the time to sit quietly before God and seek Him, well, David's got some good news. He tells us how this happened to his heart. Look what he says in verse 2. So, 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 I'm looking for you. I'm longing for you. I'm thirsty. My soul is fainting for God. And so, I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and glory. Because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. Translation, I went to worship. I longed for God, and so I went looking for him. And, and actually, in the, in the text, it's difficult to see if this is a cause or an effect, isn't it? Because he says, I longed for you, so I went to worship. Or was it because his heart was given to worship that he longed for God even more? I think it's a little of both. 
He longs for God, so he goes to worship. And as he goes to worship, his desire, his hunger, his thirst for the things of God are elevated. It's almost like a perpetual motion machine. It runs off of its own energy almost. And so I will bless you as long as I live. In your name, I will lift up my hands. David lifts his hands in worship to the God who has sought him and saved him. And he loves him. (laughs) He loves this God. But it doesn't stop there. If If you're in the mood to check a box and say, well, I'm here this morning. So, thirst for God's on its way. Well, wait, David doesn't stop there. Look what he says next in verse 5 and 6. My soul will be satisfied as with fat and rich food, and my mouth will praise you with joyful lips. When? When when what? When I remember you upon my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. Notice he didn't say, as I fall asleep scrolling. I will be satisfied with the things of God as I binge Netflix till I can't hold my eyes open. Now, I know how legalistic that sounds. And I, and I am bent toward it. My friends will tell you this. But I'm just telling you, David's mind as he fell asleep was on God. He meditated on God, on you, he says. Meditating, murmuring to himself the things of God, thinking about the great acts of God, pondering the character of God. And his heart for God grew, and his desire to worship exploded into prayer. Time, time with his God, undistracted. That was the second part. And it's not just those things. He's meditating specifically on God's character, but also the things that God has done. Look what he says. For you have been my help, and in the shadow of your wings I will sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. That is a strange verse. To me. My soul clings to God and his right hand upholds me. You know what I thought of this, uh, this morning as I, was, as I was reading this and hitting my head on the screen? Um, have you ever seen a, ch- a frightened child clinging to their parent for dear life? Who has, has anyone experienced this this morning? Someone may have. Have you? They hold on as if, if they let go, they will fall into an abyss. They don't even know what that word means, but they they have the fear of it. This child is clinging with all of their might to the parent. You know what the parent's doing? Effortlessly holding them with the right hand, right? Do you see this picture? It's this heart of the child for the safety of the parent that is so beautiful and so active This dependence on the parent, it's an active dependence, yet the parent holds 
secure with one arm, effortlessly. Now when they squirm, there's a little effort. Do you see this picture? It's this human responsibility, divine sovereignty thing that we see just married in Scripture. We saw it in Philippians. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it's God who works. It's God who wills. It's a both and. But the stronger part is the right hand of God. And David feels its security. And then finally, David. David faces a hard truth and a beautiful truth. That the salvation in God, the salvation of God and the justice of God go hand in hand. Hannah, my Hannah. Can you find the last slide of the last song that we sang? Oh, Rachel has it. We'll come to it whenever she finds it. Let's see. Last, last slide starts with the trumpet sounding. Somebody tell me when it's up there. Listen to verses 9 through 11. But it's up there? Okay, look at this. I'm going to have to turn around here a second. Then the skies will part as the trumpet sounds. Hope of heaven or the fear of hell. But the bride will run to her lover's arms, giving glory to Emmanuel. That is good theology. That is good theology. Because look what David says. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall be a portion for jackals. But the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult, for the mouths of liars will be stopped. The salvation and the justice of God go hand in hand. And David sees it. You see... When that trumpet sounds, and we're in a season where we're celebrating the first coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. But, but we're longing for the second coming of Jesus Christ. You see, the longing of this season that we experience, it's, it's, a, it's a joy of the incarnation, and it's an expectation of the second coming. When that trumpet sounds... There's going to be one of two things in our hearts. The hope of heaven or the fear of hell. But the bride, the bride will run. Or as David says, but the king shall rejoice in God. All who swear by him shall exult. So I ask you this morning, when the trumpet sounds and the risen Christ returns to earth, Will you call on Signal Mountain to cover you? And if it were possible to protect you from the wrath, the justice of God? Or will you raise your hands like David in worship of the God that you love? You see, that's the question for us this morning. It's a question for everyone watching at home. Hope of heaven or fear of hell? Because the justice of God and the salvation of God will come in the same moment. Salvation for all those who have loved his appearing. 
You know, I started um, this morning talking about staring up at the stars. And I, and I do imagine David writing this psalm at night. And we don't know if he wrote it as he was fleeing for his life or he wrote it looking back to that. Um, but I think of da- King David looking back on those days as a shepherd. You see, look back to verse, um, I'm sorry, verse 5 and 6. Verse 6, when I remember you on my bed and meditate you, meditate on you in the watches of the night. Have you ever been up um, on a camping trip and the, the dawn will just not come? Have you ever experienced that? It's usually when you took a 40-degree sleeping bag to 15-degree weather. You see, you're in this, this late watch of the night, and the dawn will never come. Well, I think about David as a young shepherd boy in the hillside of Bethlehem, thirsting for God, feigning for Him, longing to look on Him in the sanctuary, meditating, laying awake in the watches of the night, watching his sheep, peering into the great, vast number of stars, longing and thirsting for God. Does that sound familiar? It should. Because a thousand years later, after the young shepherd David was in the hillside of Bethlehem, Longing for God to appear, something happened. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. I wonder if those shepherds, as they stared up at the stars, might have been meditating on their beds on Psalm 63, just maybe, longing for the glory of God to appear. Let us long for his appearing this season. Stare at the stars and long for God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, oh, for the heart of King David, the shepherd king, who had the same heart as our shepherd king, the good shepherd Jesus Christ, as he was willing to do the will of his father to save his people. We are thankful this morning to be given the privilege to be called the sons and the daughters of God. 
And we pray in Christ's name. Amen.